You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome. Merry Christmas to every single person. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus today. We're celebrating his birth. We thank God that he came. It's not about the date, okay? It's not about the date. It's about the event. It's all about the event. So we're grateful to God for sending Jesus to die for us, to save us from our sins. And um, I just want to read from the book of Luke chapter 2 from verse 1. It says, It came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out to the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. There was no room for them in the inn. Can you imagine that? Yes. So, um, the, the whole census, right? The whole census, the Bible says that uh, Augustus Caesar ordered a census the entire Roman Empire. And this, in a way, was just God's, way, God's providence. That's God's plan to ensure that scriptures are fulfilled. So they had to go to Bethlehem. They had to go to Bethlehem where he was going to be born. So God orchestrated it, and now they get to Bethlehem. And they are there for some days, right? They are there for some days. You can see that in verse 6. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. So they had been there for some time. And remember, Joseph is from Bethlehem. That is his hometown. That is his hometown. So they are there. And while they are there, because of people from all over the Roman Empire coming to their hometowns uh, for this census. So everywhere was full. In, I believe in Joseph's family home, maybe too many relatives. There was no room, no guest room, nowhere for them to stay. And, um, and uh, we see in verse 7, that she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes 
and laid him in a manger. Laid him in a manger. Think about this. This is the God of the whole earth. The creator himself. Remember we talked about Jesus, the word of God, who created heaven and earth. You know, he was part of, part of the Godhead that created all that we see. And now he has come and he is right in the womb of Mary and the time has come for him to be born. But isn't it interesting that God did not choose for him to be born in the palace? He could have been born in the palace. He could have been born. Uh, he could have been born where there is a lot of comfort. But God chose this this particular approach to demonstrate His humility, to demonstrate the humility of Christ. Jesus is not ashamed to be identified with us completely and to identify with the lowest of humanity. And think about this right here in the manger where um, the cattle, where the animals live and that's where the king of the whole world, the king of kings, uh, that's his entry point into the earth. What a way for a king to be born. There's nowhere on earth today, so far as royalty is concerned, royalty would usually want the best of the best. Even you and I, if we have to make choices, we would always choose the best. We would always choose that which is, we feel is befitting to our status, to our whatever, <laughs> you know. We like to do that. That's human nature. But Jesus is coming and he's taking a different approach. Wonderful. So there is no room for them. There's no guest room. There's nowhere for Jesus, for Jesus to stay and, uh, and, and, and for Mary to stay and give birth. And she is here right next to animals. Can you imagine the stench in that place? Can you imagine the smell? Can you imagine? It's not a hygienic place. I know we see pictures and all those pictures look clean. They're well, um, they, they, they're looking very decent when you see pictures, artistic impressions of this particular scene. They look very decent and they look very, uh, very clean and so on. But I'm telling you, in reality, it was not like that. And that's to tell you the heart of Jesus. Jesus is meek and lowly of heart. He wants to be, he is humble enough. He comes in unassuming ways. And even in life today, many times Jesus will show up in our lives in ways that we won't even recognize him. And this is what happened here. This is what happened here. So God is, is manifested in the flesh and yet man did not know him. Man did not know him. How come these people did not make room for Jesus? How come they did not make room for the, for, um, for the Son of God, the Savior of the world? 
You know, if they knew, if only they knew who Jesus was, if only they knew who this baby was, they would have created, they would have created room for him. They would have made room for him, come what may. But God allowed this to happen so that he could also test the hearts of men, so that he could see, investigate, and reveal the hearts of men. And so here we see that there was no room for them. There was no room for Mary and Joseph, and obviously the baby as well. All right, no room for them. And they have to settle. They have to settle for for um, for the manger, all right? They have to settle for the manger where the child was laid after he was born. So my question is this, is there room for Jesus in your life? Is there room for Jesus in your home? Is there room for Jesus in your, in your career? Is there room for Jesus Is there room for Jesus in your relationships? Is there room for Jesus in your business? Is there room for Jesus in your community? Well, the answer is up to you. Ask yourself if you've made room for Jesus. He still is coming. He still is coming. He still is coming into the affairs of man. He is coming into our lives and he is still looking for room. He, he needs room in our lives. Okay? He needs room in our lives. So we need to make room for Jesus. These people, if they knew who the, the Son of God was, if they knew uh, who Mary was carrying in her womb, they would have made provision. In the entire town of Bethlehem, they would have found a way to create a room for him. But of course, due to lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge can make us to miss God. And I pray that you don't lack knowledge, especially at the crucial times. You don't lack knowledge. Okay, you need, you need to know that Jesus wants room in your life. He wants room in your life. He wants room in your home. Invite him into your home. Make room for Jesus in your home. Yes, he wants to come in. Not just as a baby this time, but now he is the son of God, fully grown, fully matured, resurrected and glorified. The glorified Christ wants to come in. He wants to come in in unassuming ways. In unassuming ways. You know, many times we have not even recognized when Jesus is there. I'll give you an example. A friend of mine years ago, many years ago, I discipled this guy. And uh, he had just given his life to Jesus and was growing um, he was growing very fast in the things of God and the things of the Spirit. And uh, he, who were living in London at that time, and he went outside London on business. And on his way back, on his way back, driving back to London, he sees a man hitchhiking. 
this man was hitchhiking and he had a card that said London. The cards wrote London and he drove past him. Then the Holy Spirit said, reverse and pick this guy. So he stops on the motorway and reverses, reverses. And then he, he tells the guy to get into the car and he asks him, where are you going to? He says, in London. Okay, fine, get in. And this guy gets into his car and this guy is stinking. This guy, you know, is a homeless guy. He hasn't had a bath for year, for so long. We don't know how, I don't know how long. But uh, so he takes this guy and as they get to London, he asks the guy, where in London are you going? The guy says, just anywhere, just drop me anywhere. And then the Lord said to him, take him to your house. The Lord said to him, take him home. And, uh, you know, it was at a time there was no cell phones, so he couldn't even have notified his wife. And uh, he takes this guy home. And he tells the wife when he gets home, the Lord said, I should bring this guy home. So they ran water in the bath and then gave him some soap and, and new clothes to wear. And this guy had, had a clean wash and um, came downstairs to eat. And after that, this man was hoping to, okay, now go and drop this guy somewhere. And the Lord said, no, I want him to stay with you. So it was, it was a very trying time for the wife, very trying time for the wife, okay? And the wife, because this guy wasn't neat, he's from the streets. And um, so the wife would complain and complain. And one day, because she knew the kind of relationship I have with this, my friend, she said to me, I want you to talk to your brother. This man is causing problems in this house. And uh, so, and as she was talking to me, the, the Lord spoke to me. The Holy Spirit said to me, ask, ask her what she told me before she got this house. So, so I, said, I said to her, uh, my sister, what did you tell the Lord before you got this house? And, and uh, she said, oh my, I told the Lord that if he gave me this house, I will prepare a room for him. Then I said to her, well, the Lord has come to occupy the room. She said, no, but that's not what I had in mind. You know, I had in mind that a man of God, if a man of God is traveling or he's around or is visiting, he can use my room. Then I said to her, yeah, but this is a man of God that Jesus has sent. And she started weeping. She said, please pray for me. I didn't think of that, but pray for me that God will give me grace. And, you know, that guy was there for some, for some months. And uh, he turned out to be a musician, you know, who played, who played the guitar very well. And he, he, he started playing in church. And so on. And uh, eventually this man, when it was time, he left on his own. But it was a trying time for my sister. The, the point of this story is that she had room for Jesus. She had room for Jesus. Now, your story might not be in a similar way, but in whatever way, make room for Jesus in your heart. You know, Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will open the door and let me in, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Jesus is still standing at the door and knocking. And do you know what? In that scripture, he's not standing at the door of the world. No, it's the door to the church that Jesus is knocking at. And I'm telling you, he's still knocking today. Are you going to make room for him in your life? 
Are you going to make room for him in your family? Are you going to make room for him in your business? Are you going to make room for him in your ministry? Are you going to make room for him in your career? Are you going to make room for Jesus in your studies, in your education, and so on? I pray, my brother, my sister, that you will make room for Jesus. Make room for him. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for my brother, my sister right now. Help them, oh God. Help them to make room for you. I just want you to make a commitment right now. and say, Jesus, I open my heart. I open my home. I open my, my business. I open my, my, my career to you. I open my future to you. And make room for you. Come in. Come in. And be the Lord of every aspect of my life. Thank you Jesus. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. To save me. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. I want to say Merry Christmas. Enjoy your day. And let Jesus be the reason for the season. Alright. Bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.